Hello and welcome to the eighth special Advent episode of the Sailor Time to Pause podcast from Plexus Salvation Army, an online church in the UK. As we journey through Advent this year, we are joined by chaplains from our Homelessness Services Unit who work in our life houses and hostels around the country. They will help us to explore the four great themes of hope, peace, love and joy. As you all know, this week we are joined by Jim Cousin from Willow House in Reading, who is considering our second theme of peace. Jim talks to us today on the peace and grace that we have been given, should we choose to accept it. but it seems that if I'm not in a hurry to get somewhere, every traffic light is green and the traffic flows beautifully. On the other hand, if I'm late and need to be somewhere, it seems that every light is red and the traffic flows like glue. Now, with that second scenario in mind, imagine that you are on the way to the theatre. Let's say you're going to the West End to see a play. It seems that everything that can possibly conspire to make you late does. You encounter red lights, roadworks, one or two wrong turns, and when you do eventually get there, you're struggling to park. Well, you finally make it into the theatre, just in time for the second half. Now, unless you're familiar with the storyline or with what's gone before, you'll struggle to make sense of what's happening. And so it is with the Christmas story. Unless you're familiar with what's gone before, with all that's led up to this, you'll struggle to make sense of it. Just like the play... You need to have been in on Act 1 to appreciate Act 2. And with that in mind, someone once said that in the Old Testament is the new concealed, and in the New Testament is the old revealed. So these testaments, these books, make sense in the light of each other. Hebrews chapter 1 and the first two verses. The first verse, in a way, sums up Act 1 of the Bible. And it says this, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. The very next verse, verse 2, in a sense, sums up Act 2 of the Bible, the New Testament, and it says this. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, 
whom he appointed the heir of all things. Just let me remind you, I mentioned briefly yesterday, that in the beginning God created a perfect world, and we can read this in the very first few chapters of Genesis. He made man in his own image to enjoy a perfect relationship with him, and man chose to go his own way and turn his back on God, and really all that's happening in the world today is a result of man's rebelling against God. However, God loves man so much, he loves us so much, that he didn't want to give up on us. And the rest of the Old Testament following those first few verses is all about God pursuing man, God reaching out to man, wanting to bring man back to himself, wanting to restore that ruined relationship, wanting to restore peace between himself and man, and bring peace, therefore, on earth. And in the Old Testament, God's message was spoken through people, his prophets. But then in the New Testament, God sends his son. And if you remember, in the beginning of John's Gospel, we read this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the New Testament, when we come to the Christmas story, we have God, his son, the Word, leaving the safety and security of heaven and coming to earth. And in and through his Son, God speaks his full and final word for all people and for all time. And Jesus himself says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. How will the Father receive us? Well, I've already said that he's a loving Father and he longs for us to come back to him. And Jesus gave us a little picture of how he will receive us. You'll find it in Luke 15, the parable of the lost son. There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion, and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. My wife trained with the Messengers of Peace session 
and a song was written for her session that will round off everything that I've said today. And that song, if you would like to follow the words or look at the words, you'll find in the Salvation Army songbook. It's 524, and we'll listen to that just now. We have peace. <laughs> 